0: Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website, our weekly Bible study. And today we have a study that I believe is going to bless you because God is a God who loves to bless, keep, help His people. Praise the Lord. And he does it out of a higher, uh, higher reason and incentive than just what we would think of as some kind of emotional commitment. He does it out of a agape covenant love. We're going to be talking about covenant love today. That's the title of our teaching. And I want you to turn with me to Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 9. And we're going to talk once again about covenant love Uh, We talk about loving one another, and we make covenants, don't we? It's called marriage, where we make a a commitment of our love one to another. Uh, There are all kinds of covenants or agreements that are made. But when God makes a covenant, when he makes a commitment, he makes a covenant to keep his commitment. And he's motivated by his own person and character. The scripture says in the new covenant, the new testament, it is called covenant. Uh, amen. And understood better as covenant, it is the new covenant established by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's this covenant keeping God that we can depend on, we can rely on, we can trust in. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's, let's Let's come at this scriptural teaching today with an understanding that God keeps His covenant based on His agape love for you and For me. And that's why it is so powerful. And that's why it's so permanent. And that's why it is so enduring today. In Jesus name. Amen. And we need to feel and sense. And know and believe. Know experientially and believe. The love of God. That God has for us. For God is love. That's what the New Testament says. In 1 John. We've known and believed (laughs) the love that God has for us for God is love he doesn't just give love alone he he certainly gives it and grants it for God so loved that he gave his son for Christ so loved that he gave his life oh but friend of mine it's it's because that That part of Him, that essence of Him is love. Amen. Because God is love. This perfect love casts out all fear. Because we can rely on Him, trust in Him, and never doubt Him. Praise God. Oh, yes, our mind will sometimes run in different directions and play tricks. But if we get established in this love by revelation and by realization of it. Praise God. I want you to know it's going to keep us through all of those times when fear is all around us. Amen. Because His perfect love casteth out all fear. Glory to God. Fear hath torment, the Scripture teaches. Amen. He that feareth is not perfected in love in that knowledge of and belief in the love of God but perfect love when we're perfected in that love and that knowledge of his love hallelujah to where we never doubt his love that's what the devil wants to do every time that that fears every time that circumstances come that we do not comprehend or understand and God says to trust him in spite of it all, it, it sounds like a, it, 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 it's not enough. We need more information. We need more uh, understanding of the whys and the wherefores. And, 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 and the Bible is teaching us right here, right now, amen, that what we need to know is not all the wherefores and the eternal uh, benefits or blessings of some bad thing that's occurred, but we need to know that God's love is at work in spite of the devil's lies and our mental anguish, our questions. It should settle those questions. It should dispel those fears, and we should find peace and rest in him. Well, if you have your Bibles, let's get into this message today, Covenant Love. Listen, Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 9. Let's look why God makes covenants and why He keeps covenants and how it relates to us today. It says in Deuteronomy 6, beginning, Deuteronomy 7, rather, beginning at verse 6, For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, the Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. The New Testament puts it this way, a peculiar people, a holy nation. It's reiterating this very word from the Old Covenant and God's purpose in it. Hallelujah. You you are a chosen generation, a holy people, a peculiar people, that we might show forth the praises of him. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, let me read this again. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee, see, chosen generation, to be a special people, peculiar people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Now listen to verse 7. The Lord did not, and this is very important to put in parenthesis, to underline and underscore. The Lord did not set his love upon you this is not something that is being given to us because of some quality that is lovable within us that is that is deserving of that kind of love he set his love he set his love upon you he did not set his love upon you this is where the covenant comes in based on love that has been set upon them nor choose you Because you were more in number, or more deserving, uh, than any people. For ye were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because He would keep the oath which He had sworn to your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, redeemed you out of the house of bondmen, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, No, this is the, this is what he wants you to know. We've known and believed the love that God has for us, the New Testament declares. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy. One translation says, keeping his covenant of love. He said his love, so this is a love covenant. It, it is granted by unconditional love, not because you were a great people, a mighty people. You know, one, one, one scripture says the Lord didn't love you because you were so lovable, because you, you're a stiff-necked people, but they, He would keep His covenant. Praise God. He set His love upon you. That's why God loved this old fallen world enough to give His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him would not perish but have everlasting life, eternal life. How could He love this fallen world full of sinners and rebels and blasphemers and proud and stubborn and self-willed? Because He loves by covenant and Jesus continued to establish that covenant through his own shed blood on the cross that's why the new testament is called the new covenant that's what testament means it's not not a testament like a last will in testament this is a new and better covenant covenant is continuing that's why the new testament is in covenant Language. And that's why Jesus said, Amen, that this is the New Testament or covenant in my blood, which is shed for many in the New Covenant, the New Testament. Keeping His covenant of love and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. That means our generation today is included in this love covenant. I want you to think about that today. If he keeps it to a thousand generations, then it is it is something that we as gentiles who have been grafted into the true vine can claim as well as the Jews in Israel that have the lineage of their Jewish heritage. Praise God because this covenant reaches to a thousand generations. In other words, it's an everlasting covenant. It's an unending covenant. It's an eternal covenant because it is God who is love making and keeping the covenant. And it's one of the strongest words used, covenant here, to describe God's personal commitment to love and bless his people. This word covenant uniformly in the Hebrew word means to express covenant is from a word meaning fetter or obligation, from a root meaning to bind. Amen. Hallelujah. God is bound. Listen, God has bound himself to keep his promises because they are made as the result of a covenant. It's not just His integrity. It's not just the fact that He cannot lie. It's because He, His love has been set, and that love, He's bound Himself to keep covenant promises that He's made. Another translation of covenant here is a general characteristic of covenant is its unalterable and permanently binding character. In the context of the Old Testament, the covenant God made with His chosen constitutes a divine announcement of God's holy will to extend the benefits of His unmerited grace to men and women who are willing to receive them by faith and commit themselves to God in love. Responding to this love by loving him back and expressing that love by obedience to him. Praise God. Listen to some of the characteristics of covenant love here in Scripture. Covenant love number one is permanent. It is permanent. Jeremiah 31 and verse 3 declares, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee. Listen with an everlasting love therefore with loving kindness have i drawn thee with hasid it's one word in the hebrew it's talking about the 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 powerful love of god with loving kindness i have drawn thee this divine love or agape love in 1 corinthians 13:8 is called charity and it says charity never faileth. And I like the amplified. It says never fails, fades, or becomes obsolete, or ever comes to an end. The paraphrase says, love goes on forever. Love goes on forever. Human love can come to an end because it's based largely on emotions. It's hard for us to go on loving someone who fails us or causes us pain. Peter failed God, but Jesus kept loving him, didn't he? Amen. And because he he, he encouraged him in spite of his failure, his denial of Christ initially by by cooking fish for him on the bank after he had caught nothing. He said, I'm I'm no good to God. I'm just going back to fishing. But he caught nothing. But Jesus is cooking fish on the bank. What a practical way. What a personal way to show love to Peter, to begin to show divine agape love that never fails and never ends. Praise God. And it encouraged Peter in his love. Amen. And he he began to solicit love from Peter by saying, Peter, do you love me more than these? And as he kept asking Peter, do you love me And Jesus? And Peter kept affirming that love, returning that love, reciprocating that love to God. You know, the principle is we love God, not just because we are commanded to love God. We should, but we love God because he first loved. Us, We're responding to this kind of divine love by loving Him back for loving us. Praise God. Amen. Covenant love never ends, and covenant love never fails. Lamentations 3.22 says, It's of the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. One translation says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. (laughs) The writer went on to say in Lamentations, Thy mercies are new every morning. (laughs) I recall this to mind, therefore I have hope. Thy mercies are new every morning. You see, they never fail This is a new day today, dear friend, and His mercy was new this morning. And His mercy is extended to you and to me. If we're, if we, if we're outside His grace, if we've drifted away from Him, we can come home to Him because His mercy never fails. The prodigal son comes home, what does he get? Does he get a rebuke? Does he get being ostracized, taken out of His father's will, taken out of His father's heart and love? No, he gets total restoration It made the other son jealous of that kind of grace, of that kind of undeserved favor. And yet it's because God's mercy never fails. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why the scripture said, let us come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of any need the steadfast you see love of the Lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end God's love is a durable love it's strong enough to hold us up in spite of our weaknesses if we will turn to him we for help if we will repent of any known sin if we will respond to this love by coming to Him and receiving His mercy. <laughs> There's many things that love cannot and will not ever condone. But there is nothing that love, this kind of covenant love, cannot forgive. Someone said this about this kind of agape covenant love. He said, what would it be like to be loved by someone whose love for you is not influenced by anything you ever did or are doing or will do, whose love could never weaken nor fluctuate. This is how God loves you. And because that kind of love was granted to Peter after he was the most vocal and visible denial of ever being associated with Jesus out of fear of being crucified himself at first but he fell in love with Jesus when Jesus loved him unconditionally (laughs) amen you know what Jesus said to Peter Satan desired to have you and it was you all he's talking about all the disciples all the followers even us today Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as the wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith fail not." And because of Jesus' prayer and God's love that was being tapped into, God's covenant to love, amen, at that very moment, and when thou art converted, when you become another man, not that easily shaken man, that vacillating man, that man was up today and down tomorrow, that presumptuous man, when you become stable, when you become rooted and grounded in love, hallelujah, unshakable, then Then go and minister to your brethren. Glory be to God. This man who had fallen, this man who had failed, amen, was loved unconditionally. And he got up and he went on, praise God, amen, because this love never fails. There's a lot it will not condone and cannot. There's a lot that it cannot do unless we repent of our sin, But I want you to know every person that goes to hell will go to hell loved of God. He would have saved them. He could have saved them. He's willing to say it's not his will that any perish, but that all come to repentance. Amen. Everyone who misses heaven is going to go to hell loved of God. He's not sending you there. It's a choice that people make. He will not supersede our part of His image that we were created in. That means the sovereignty of our own will. Amen. Why will you die, O house of Israel? I put two ways before you. You can choose life that you may live. Praise God. And that's the encouragement of this love today. God loves you. Make no mistake about it, but He can't express that love in forgiveness and grace to you and deliverance to you and help to you unless you repent of your sin, receive Christ as your Savior. But I want you to know right now, right where you are, right who you are, God loves you. And it's because He so loved the whole world, this fallen world of fallen human beings that He gave His Son on the cross, because it's not His will that any perish, but that all come to repentance. Oh, friend of mine, what kind of love is this? I used, back in the fifties when I was growing up and, 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 you know, realizing that, that I used to listen to the fifties songs about romance and love and in my teenage years. And there was a, a pop song back then that said, what kind of love is this that makes me want to jump and shout? What kind of love is this that turns my whole life inside out? (laughs) And Paul put it this way in the Bible, in the New Testament. What manner of love is this? That we might not just be old sinners saved saved by grace or forgiven, but that we might be called the sons of God. What manner of love is this? And then he looks out at a congregation of people that don't get it that don't know and believe it yet, that are not rooted and grounded in it yet. And he says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And he talks to them about this love. What manner of love is this? That we might be called the sons of God. Hallelujah does not yet appear what we shall be, but right now we are the sons of God. And if sons of God, heirs of God, and if heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus, what kind of love is this that makes me want to jump and shout? Hallelujah. Covenant love is not only a permanent love, a love that can never fail and never end and it's not only it is also a perfect love praise God it is not based on 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 uh, uh, emotions on God's part amen and it's not based on our perfections therefore but on God's promise and his oath to perform it hallelujah listen to Deuteronomy 9 4 through 6. Says, Speak not thou in thine heart, after that the Lord thy God hath cast them out from before thee, saying, For my righteousness the Lord hath brought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord doth drive them out from before thee. Not for thy righteousness, or for the uprightness of thine heart. You see, he's keep a covenant of love, not because of their deserving of it, but because he set his love on them. Not for thy righteousness, nor the uprightness of thine heart, dost thou go to possess their land." But for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out before thee. Listen, that he might perform the word which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand, therefore, that the Lord thy God giveth thee not this good land to possess it for thy righteousness, for thou art a stiff-necked people. I want you to know in the New Covenant, righteousness is a gift. It is a gift given by grace because of this kind of covenant love. For we have a new covenant in the New Testament. Amen. And the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than the blood of bulls and goats. (laughs) Amen. David Wilkerson said something years ago. He said, love is not a feeling. Love is an act. Amen. It's not something we feel, but it's something we do. Praise God. Since we are imperfect, the only basis for boldness in God's presence is His covenant love and the righteousness of God provided by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's what the devil tries to undermine all the time. He never, ever lets up Amen. But God never lets up in loving us either. Amen. Listen to what it says in 1 John 4, 16-19. It says, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us, because God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love C- casts out all fear. In my margin of my Bible, it, it's, it speaks of flawless love. You see, this is the love of God. This is covenant love. This is pure, powerful love. Amen. It's not based on emotion. It's based on the eternal essence of God himself for God is love and then the scripture says in verse 19 we reciprocate we love him because he first loved us I love what Billy Graham said Uh, literally he quoted Victor Hugo's statement about love and he said the supreme happiness of life is the conviction that we are loved and Dr. Graham quotes Sigmund Freud he, when he said love is the first requirement for mental health. You see, these psychologists are finding out what God knows about the human psyche. They're, they're looking into it and they say love is, is the foundation for it all. Hallelujah. God is love. And God loves you today. And God loves me today. And his love is a powerful and permanent love. And to realize that is of paramount importance because the devil will try to convince you when circumstances cry out, if God loved you, why would he let this happen? Why would he permit that? And he's a liar. Let the cross speak louder than those circumstances. Can you say, man, nothing else matters much after we realize the love of God and we get rooted and built up in Christ and rooted and grounded in love that we might comprehend with all saints what is the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height, and then to be filled with all the fullness of God who is love Praise God. Amen. I I like this in in closing today. A pastor tells this story. He said our Sunday school superintendent had two new boys in the Sunday school. In order to register them, he asked their ages and birth dates. We're both seven. My birthday is April 8th. uh, And the other brothers was April 20th of the same year. But that's impossible, answered the superintendent. One of us is adopted. No, it's not. One of us is adopted, answered the quieter brother. Which one, he asked, without thinking, the bolder one said. We asked Dad that question. He said he loved us both the same, and he couldn't remember anymore which one was uh, adopted. Listen in closing here today to 1 John 3 and verse 12. Oh no, verse 1 and 2. Listen. 1 John 3, verse 1 and 2. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed on us, that we should be called the sons of God, the very children of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know, because now we are the children of God, the very sons of God, we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I like one translation that says, How great! is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. The Amplified said, the incredible quality of God's love. Praise God. Do you feel it today? Do you sense it today? Way down deep in your heart and deep in your soul. Amen. The Bible said the love of God, this covenant love, this permanent, powerful love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We know it because it's declared in the Word. We know it because it is declared and proclaimed through the cross and Jesus' death for us on it. And we know it because the Holy Spirit is making it real down in our heart. Down in our soul I'm sorry for the phone call It just I was supposed to turn that off Don't let it Don't let it keep you From this This call of God Today If you don't know Jesus As your Savior If you don't know the Lord As your Master today And if you believe That you have drifted too far sinned too much That you are so far from His love that He could never reach down to you and He could never forgive you. I want you to know you're badly mistaken. You know that interruption through a phone call. It's just what the devil would like to do to this altar call that I'm giving you today as we used to call it. This invitation to come Christ listen the greatest response to his love in his death on the cross the greatest way you can ever show your appreciation for that sacrifice to love him back for loving you is to repent of your sin and receive Jesus as your Savior For that's why he came That's why he stayed on the cross. That's why he died. It was love that held him there. For God so loved that he gave his son. For Christ so loved that he suffered and died and gave his life. Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that this king, God incarnate, would bleed and die for? say not my will thine for. This I will never know. how, Why he ever loved me so. That to an old rugged cross he would go. For who am I? Well I'm going to tell you who you are. You are someone that God deemed worth. The gift of his son. And that Christ deemed worth. His suffering and death on the cross. No matter how bad you feel, how dejected and rejected you may become, because of sin and circumstances, God's love is reaching for you. Reach up to Him and repent of your sin and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior right now in Jesus' name.